We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby G and I will take you to 7 o'clock tonight, and it'll be the Matt McMahon Show coming on at 7. And, Bob, uh, good news yesterday. Uh, LSU extending the streak in women's basketball and setting up that showdown with South Carolina Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it'll be a Super Bowl day. It'll be uh, on the road in Columbia. So uh, I'm sure you have a few locals. Uh, you know, we always enjoyed the uh, Super Bowl pregame shows. But uh, if, if LSU is hanging in there, I could see that they're watching to see if the LSU Lady Tigers come out on top and then watch the Super Bowl. Uh, in the last poll, Indiana uh, kind of edged LSU for the two spots. So it will be one against three. But they're the two undefeated teams. Indiana has one loss during the season. Yes, Stanford lost to Washington. They were number two, so I thought maybe LSU had a chance to move up to number two. And it was close last week with uh, LSU and Indiana. Bob, a lot of coaching changes uh, with the Saints uh, since the last time we was on. Todd Grantham gets hired as the most likely defensive line coach. And then today is being reported by Jeremy Fowler that uh, Joe Woods, the former defensive coordinator with the Cleveland Browns, is being brought in as secondary coach, defensive coordinator. Bottom line with this is Dennis Allen's making the calls. Uh, Joe Woods' well, it's expertise. His, it's his defense. Uh, yeah, it's his defense. Yeah, yeah it, 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 that's, listen, it's his defense you can bring in. Uh, and you give Joe Woods, yeah, Grantham, yeah, whoever. Yeah, different titles. Uh, it, it, it's, still, it's still his defense. And, uh, Mike, uh, when you look at it, I mean, uh, a lot of fans might say, well, why are we making all these changes on the defense? Uh, you know, you can get a promotion, but it's our offense maybe we need to fix. Because you look at defensively, uh, the, and, and you look at offensively, I should say, uh, the Saints finished with the NFL's uh, number 22 scoring offense, basically 19 and a half points a game, uh, 19th uh, total offense, uh, the team's worst final ranking. Now think about this. We used the great offense because of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. It was the Saints' worst final ranking in scoring and second worst in total offense since the 2005 season. Bob, that's so what I want to see. The setup and who becomes the quarterback. Certainly there's a lot of talk league-wide that the Saints and Derek Carr may be a marriage here. That there may be, they oh, may I consummate the marriage between oh, the two. Because oh, oh, February oh, okay. 15th, he becomes a free agent. Uh, the Raiders are not going to pick up that option. Well, I think if you bring in Derek Carr, we still ain't winning nothing. Uh, we might be uh, competitive 
where all of a sudden you're winning nine or ten games. I still think we're going to be somewhat middle of the pack. And, and the reason why I say this, and I was talking to you about this for the show, um, that when you look at Derek Carr and Andy Dalton, okay, you might think, well, the one thing, Derek Carr is younger. But he's only three years younger. It's not like he's like seven, eight years younger. If you look at Derek Carr, uh, I don't know, we watched him against the Saints of Las Vegas. They didn't even, uh, did the Raiders score a freaking point? <laughs> I, I don't think they even scored a point, okay? So uh, enough of that. But you look at Derek Carr, okay, at Las Vegas. In nine NFL seasons, his career numbers, he's like 64.5% completion rate. Uh, and that's in 248 games, uh, 217 touchdowns, 99 interceptions. It's just slightly better than Andy Dalton put up his first nine years in Cincinnati, where he was a 62% passer, uh, 238 games, uh, more than 217. But you look, 204 touchdowns to 118 interceptions, and he's 35 and Derek Carr is 32. And the thing is going to be when you're looking at the salary cap, okay, uh, doesn't Derek Carr uh, and they look at Daniel Jones with the Giants, don't they want over $30 million? Okay, probably you could pay Andy Dalton a, a third of that, for sure half of that, and have Andy Dalton be the bridge guy for the future guy instead of, because you bring in Derek Carr, like you're paying him over $30 million, he's like your short-term answer right now, and he thinks he's the man, he's not the bridge guy. Yeah, and it seems to me, Bob, every day there was talk of possibly a trade. And there still could be a deal. But it looks as though both sides can't agree on that. And most likely Derek's going to be a the free only way, The only way you would trade for Derek Carr, let's say you're the Jets or some other team, because we are the NFL is a quarterback star of league. There's not enough quarterbacks. They're star. not a quarterback. The only way you would trade for him and be willing to make Derek Carr that uh, 30-plus million type quarterback is that you have him. Because if he gets to free agency, and it's open, then all open of a sudden ground. it could be Carolina. It could be uh, the Saints. It could be the Jets. Then you got a number of teams bidding for Derek Carr. But I would not trade. Uh, for, and plus, did the Saints even have the resources to give to the Raiders for Derek I Carr? I don't think the Raiders are going to ask for a lot. Because they just would want to get at least something, right? They would want to get something, but they're not going to get a ton. But, but, if, uh, if a deal could be in that I think is the big question. I've talked to a few people in the league. Most feel as though they won't have a deal. But I've had a couple of them tell me, listen, you never say never. Well, you'd have to have a team to fall in love with Derek Carr, and you're willing to pay him over $30 million a year. A desperate team. Desperate. Are and they, there are, are desperate teams out no, there. Because Come the, on, we've talked the, about the it. The quarterback situation. It's not really good. Bob, it's an unbelievable situation happening in Washington. But commander's owner Dan Snyder has officially listed his Potomac River Chateau for what would be a D.C. area record, $49 million. A 30,000-square-foot home that he's got up for sale in the D.C. area. So that's not in Beverly Hills or or where Oprah Winfrey and I'll live, right? Uh, This is a 30,000-square-foot, nine-bedroom. What's that, right out of Santa Barbara, Montecito and all that? (laughs) that, This is in Washington, D.C. That's a lot of money for a house. That's a lot of money if you can get 49. That's something you can afford, Mike. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) But how about about we go on a break? We've got to talk about this. 
How about our good buddy Zach Streif? Yeah, we'll talk about it when we He's get back. He's in charge now with offensive the offensive line. line. Yeah, offensive line with Sean and Denver Broncos. Just a couple years ago, he was sitting right to my left. We'll right. be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy right after this break. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the second guest show, Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Right before we went to break, Bobby and I were talking about it. Old buddy Zach Street, uh, who sat to my left for a couple years doing these shows, uh, is now the new offensive line coach for the Denver Broncos. He'll be coaching with Coach Payton. It's an elevation. He was the assistant offensive line coach here with the Saints. But I know it's a job. Uh, Zach always wanted to be the line coach, and I think one day wants to be a head coach somewhere. Well, a, a big feather in his cap is to show you how much confidence Sean Payton has in him yep. to be able to do that job. Uh, I'm telling you, Sean's not hiring Zach Streep because he's he li- his buddy. Yeah, because he likes him. He knows that Zach Streep knows what he's talking about and likes that he can relate to the younger players and all that, and he'll know what he's doing. I mean, Sean's not just bringing him on board to coach of the Broncos. Oh, he's my buddy. I want to give him a chance. Hell no. He's going to hold Zach Street's feet to the fire. And uh, Zach knows Sean's demanding. And, and Zach knows he has to produce and get the offensive line up front, whether it's in the run game, pass blocking, and get uh, Russell Wilson over the hump. Because that's the thing, Russell Wilson. Sean knows this. Russell Wilson has to work out all the money they're paying him. The other thing, too, is being a former player for as many seasons as Zach, I know you've always talked about working with June Jones. June's had been, June had been a quarterback, had played yes. at a high level. Man, when you hear that coming from that guy, because he's telling you from experience because he's played that position, uh, it was different, nothing against Carl, but, but Carl didn't play uh, college and pro no, football. No, no, he was the second baseman at uh, Bakersfield Junior College or whatever, Bakersfield in California. But, but he was an overachiever. Actually, the, the one thing, uh, Carl, the one thing he would tell me, and, and it's true, uh, the ball has to come out. And if you talk to Jeff Ireland or you talk to Drew Brees, these young quarterbacks, everyone's they in that hold it too long. No, the ball got to come out. It has to come out. You got to help off. It's not an individual sport. The ball has to come out, and you have to know where to go with the ball, and you got to be accurate. The other thing, too, with, with Zach, he's such a stickler because he had always said, hey, I might not have been the most talented guy, but technique is so huge in the NFL, learning how to play your opponent. And I think that's something the Broncos are going to get with Zach, a guy that's going to teach every technique 
you could possibly teach, and teaching it from experience was just a few years back Zach was playing. Well, and um, he could tell a player, too, that, um, you know, you're not always going to be 100% and you got to play hurt and all that, and uh, he'll tell you. He was playing with one arm, and then yeah. they still expected him to block J.J. Watt and the Texans. Good luck. And, and Zach said, come on, but I, I'm trying and uh, doing his best. So he's going to, uh, you know, so if he's talking to a Broncos offensive lineman, they might say, well, I got to block that guy. Look, I'm not 100%. Let me tell you the story what happened with me. And then you can relate. Then you can relate like player to player, even though it's coach to the player at that time. We'll be back with more sports talk here and second guess, and we'll have Glenn Gilbo, who's the SEC and NFL columnist at OutKick.com, right after this break on the Big 870. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi, on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line from OutKick.com. Glenn Gilbo, who covers the SEC and NFL for outkick.com glenn thanks so much for joining us glenn i thought about you you and i were talking and i I hit the sean payton press conference and he basically alluded to the fact that hey i probably wasn't the number one choice here (laughs) and so you and i were talking about that it's funny We'll, we'll talk about payton first and get to the saints about Man, how many times that really happens in college and in pro football? We brought up about situations at LSU, situations in the NFL that sometimes you're not somebody's first choice, but you end up being the pick. That's all that matters. And it ended up, look at one time, I think the Broncos' real number one choice was Jim Harbaugh, and that didn't work out. They went to Jim a second time after Jim had told them no, and then they kind of swung it to D'Amico Ryans, and D'Amico's deal is, I think, I'd rather the Houston job. I don't know why. I don't know why I'd take that job well, well, over the, the, Denver. The, the, the whole thing, and Glenn, I think But about come this. down to it, Sean yeah. got the job. Well, well, well I mean, yeah. D'Amico Ryan can't coach Russell Wilson. No, he's a defensive I, I, I mean, coach. And uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe I, I'm just a homer here, but I think Sean Baton could do a better job with Russell Wilson than Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I, the, the, the only Jim, thing the I, might be man, out. Jim did a pretty good job with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, that, that, but, but but Russell Wilson's not a scrambler right no, now. Like, no, like not Colin not Kaepernick. anymore. Not what what yeah. Colin was. Uh, Glenn, but you, your thoughts on that? That I think it's a good fit. To be honest with you, Peyton to Denver, uh, he'll bring some toughness, some culture there, and I think also some focus on details. That last year, if you watch the Broncos, they weren't focused on squat. Nothing. Now, their defense yeah. could play, but their offense was terrible. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's, it's, it's hard to believe that, that Peyton would be the third choice, but uh, I'm, I'm hearing that more and more. But I tell you what, I, I think of those three coaches, he's clearly the best coach and, and best candidate out of, out of Harbaugh and Ryan's. You know, Ryan's is kind of like a first-round draft choice, kind of like Sean was when the Saints hired him. So, so he, you know, he's an up-and-comer. Uh, but, um, I mean, to me, what Peyton did so quick in New Orleans after what he inherited was just unbelievable. And then he not only won the Super Bowl, he, he really sustained the excellence in New Orleans. I mean, he won four straight NFC South titles after his uh, suspension, you know, and he, after going through three, seven, and nine. So so he built the team really two or three times while, while he was in, in New Orleans. And, and all the while, he had one of the best offenses in the NFL every year. And, 
you know, he was a combination of being real smart, but, but not afraid to gamble, like with the onside kick uh, in the Super Bowl and with Taysom Hill. You know, he's always got a little something different going on. So I think when you add everything up, he's, he's clearly the, the, the hottest candidate of, of those three. And I, I think he's about the best new hire probably in years in the NFL. I, I, I don't think he'll do a great job quickly at Denver, but I think eventually he's going to be really good there. Now, uh, Glenn, when you look at uh, the Saints and the moves they've made, and a lot of fans are saying, why, we, you know, and obviously we know Dennis Allen is his baby, uh, the defense, and he's a D coordinator, so you could be called a D coordinator with the Saints, but that's in title only. But a lot of fans are saying, uh, what about the offense? Well, why are we we're worried about the defense? I'm looking, what, uh, we finish, uh, what, second-ranked pass defense, allowing just 184 yards a game. And we didn't allow more than 20 points in the final eight game. So I wish we'd have started that way. I always say this in September. But uh, it seems like where we were offensively that we need to have changes. But but what's your take on that, uh, where the Saints are at with that? Yeah, I um, I don't like where the Saints are going with offense. I mean, I think they need a new offensive coordinator. Pete Carmichael has been solid, but, you know, his his whole M.O. is – is with Peyton, and I'm sure he could have left if he wanted to a couple of times, but it's not like he's ever been a hot commodity as an offensive coordinator when, when people are making the hire. So I think the Saints should have made a change there probably last year. Uh, and, you know, quarterback's an issue, too. Those two are kind of uh, at, at the hip. I think the defense is fine. I mean, I, I don't know about hiring a, a coach fired from the Browns as they did um, – and um, oh, um, Joe Woods, Joe, Joe Woods, Joe Woods, Joe Woods yeah. sorry, yeah, Joe Woods. Now, now, you know, Ryan Nielsen, they should have done something to keep him. To me, that's your defensive coordinator. They should have made probably made him defensive coordinator last year. Of course, Ryan probably wants to get away from Dennis Allen because he's the defensive coordinator. He's doing a good job. To be right. his own guy, right? Yeah, exactly. I understand that, uh, but you know, still, you could have made a better hire. I like the Todd Grantham hire now the new defensive line coach for the Saints, he actually turned down the defensive coordinator job at Alabama before Nick hired uh, Kevin Steele last night. Uh, Grantham is a, is a great coach, and he's got a lot of NFL experience before his college experience uh, as, as a D-line coach, and he was the D.C. with the Browns 2005-2007. Uh, so I think the defense you know, will be good again. Um, I, I'm just worried about where the offense is going. Glenn, one of the things you and I both watched Todd Grantham be the defensive coordinator and at different places. Man, he reminds me of Greg Williams. A lot of times he takes a lot of chances blitzing. Now, again, he's not making those calls. Dennis Allen will. But if you look at his defenses in college, man, a lot of them would take a lot of chances, sending extra people. He's all about putting heat on the quarterback. Uh, it depends on who the quarterback is. Bobby always says it, man. If, if you got an experienced quarterback, he wants you to blitz. Oh yes, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can attack a blitz, and that's come and go in college football. But Todd Grantham was always about pedal to the metal. I'm coming after you, and you better make that throw because I'm hitting you at quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always great to have good minds on your staff, regardless of what position they might be in. I just hope Dennis gets along with uh, Todd better than Sean got along with Greg Williams, right? Well, it <laughs> couldn't be no worse. A, uh, 
<laughs> but I mean, that's that's a he was a great defensive coordinator. No, there's no question about it, Greg Williams, and I think Grantham will will really help uh, the Saints as well. Um, and you know, I, I think they got as good a defense as anybody. They were fifth in the in the NFL this year. Uh, they just need some help on the other side. Uh, Glenn, uh, well, what is your take? Because I was talking about this at the beginning of the show, that uh, and money's always involved when you're dealing with your salary cap. And uh, but Saints fans, they're not too high on maybe if the Saints would go in that direction uh, with Derek Carr uh, versus Andy Dalton. You know, Derek Carr is going to be 32 years of age. Andy Dalton's 35. But if you look at their first uh, nine seasons, it's like identical. Whether you're talking about completion percentage, uh, yards per game, touchdowns, interceptions, it's like the same guy. But Derek Carr is looking to get paid over $30 million, where I think uh, probably with Andy Dalton, for sure you can get half of that probably with him. What take going forward uh, with the quarterback position? Now, I think you want to draft a young guy, get him in here, and I, I still think Andy Dalton would be that bridge guy that maybe you're not winning anything, but you look at uh, towards the future, because this is not an opinion. This is what happened this year. Do you know uh, for the majority of the season, Andy Dalton was top 10 out of the 32 starting quarterbacks? Now he finished number 11. So he was like number 7 to number 11. Now, uh, you can't throw and catch the ball. Uh, When you look at drop passes, there wasn't much difference between 7 and 10 and 10 and 7. I'm just telling you right now, end season, maybe we didn't make the postseason or uh, only had seven wins. And I, th- and I think Mickey Loomis knows that. And the other thing, too, is if you don't run the ball any better than you did this year, man, you're in a heap of trouble again in 2023. You, you can't be a pedestrian running team. Is, uh, is there any way the Saints can get Aaron Rodgers? That, oh no, no, I did. No, Bobby's all for that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's a different conversation. <laughs> I think it would be perfect for Aaron. Warm weather inside, new place to be. You know, I think that's that's what I would like to see. I, I think you're right, though. I think Andy Dalton is is a really good bridge guy who who can do the job. Uh, I mean, he was pretty good this past year. They they just seemed like a you know a messed up team. I mean, when they played good defense, they didn't play good offense. Andy had good stats, but he kind of didn't make the big plays when, when you needed him. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, you the receivers really have something. To, but, 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 Glenn, when you say the receivers have something to do with that, listen, everybody yeah. listen, everybody wants to stroke Chris Olave, all oh, this great rookie. He can't hold Marcus Colson or Michael Thomas's jock. He was good to very good. Also, he's a thousand-yard receiver. Well, hell he yeah, you should 17 be. Games? You play seventeen games, you should be a thousand-yard receiver. I look at contested catches. I don't see that big receiver, strong receiver, right now on on, on that Saints roster. That's I mean, what they should have to get. I think you got to rebuild your line, but I think you got to go out and get a big, thickly built receiver. Contested, like the Eagles move did. The chain. Look at AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yes, like like that kind of they guy. Got, yeah, they got they got so many things they need on offense, you know, and 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 the tough thing is, I always thought Breeze made uh, bad receivers look average, and average receivers look good, and good receivers look great, you know. He, he he made names out of receivers who didn't do nothing before him and not much after, kind of like Jimmy Graham, really. 
Um, and now, and, and, and Glenn, uh, how about this? Uh, he Glenn, made a lot of millionaires well, well, throughout Glenn, his career. Glenn, I want your and Sean's part of that, too. No, uh, uh, He's Glenn, sure. He made Sean a multimillionaire. And, uh, uh, Glenn, I want your opinion on this because, okay, you're like, uh, you know, is, is it like, you know, who you, who you put, who gets the most credit? Uh, is it like Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Or is it right. Sean Payton and Drew Brees? And they say, oh, hey, Barry, just because you're a quarterback. I'm telling you, uh, Tom Brady uh, helped build Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick, the mystique where he's at right now, Look post-Tom Brady, and then it'll be interesting to see, but he's going to have Russell Wilson. I think uh, Drew Brees made Sean Payton more than Sean Payton made Drew Brees. Yeah, that, that's, that's a tough argument. A lot of the guys at OutKick think, you know, that I talk to, they think Sean Payton's overrated. You know, and they and they said he had he had Drew Brees, and and some of that's true. And and Sean did go seven and nine three straight years, but Drew Brees was not really doing great when he was at the Chargers before he came to the Saints. You know, so you could you could say Peyton kind of really helped him. And you know, if you remember, people weren't there, teams weren't going crazy to try to get Brees when the Saints got him. Remember, Saban didn't want him. That was a mistake of his career, but. I, I think it was kind of, you know, maybe 60-40 or something. I think Drew definitely helped Sean. But I, I, think, I think Sean helped Drew's career a lot, too. Glenn, your thoughts on Kevin Steele? I know you've known him for a long time. He has bounced around the SEC. And uh, your thoughts on – because seemingly people sometimes get upset about, oh, why they want to hire a coach they know. Okay, that, that's the business. Okay, you hire people that you're familiar with. Steele's been on uh, Saban's staff, what, three different times? Yeah, three times. Yeah, so, yeah this is uh, the third uh, time. So your That's thoughts amazing. on Kevin Steele, because I think he's just keeping the seat warm, uh, you know, because there's another guy that the SEC don't want to deal with, the former Tennessee head coach, that I think eventually will get that spot. Yeah, yeah, Nick could hire Jeremy Pruitt um, as, as an analyst this year and, and skirt the NCAA infractions that you know Pruitt will bring to whatever job he gets possibly and then move Pruitt in after the statute of limitations possibly um but uh yeah I was talking to to your son Bobby about Kevin Steele at the senior bowl Kevin Steele's one of those guys who he, he had enough of saving after one year back back in 2007 and he switched from coordinator to uh linebacker coach when Saban promoted Kirby Smart and then he was he was gone like a, a lot of coaches they can only take working for Saban for a year or two but they keep coming back <laughs> and this is the, the, the second time well. that Steele has come back because you know you're going to make money you know you're going to be on a great team and have a chance uh, to win it all but yeah he he used to joke with me about Saban when Steele was at LSU briefly under Les Miles uh, but, you know, he's, he's tough to work for, but they keep coming back to him and Steele knows what, what Saban wants. And, and hopefully, and I'm sure Steele's thinking that Nick is a little mellower now than he was in 2007. Well, uh, I'm uh, not real sure hey, about that. Hey, so, Glenn, if you, <laughs> it, it, so, Glenn, if you look in your crystal ball um, and now we're going into a new decade, you know, you look at uh, the 21st century, obviously, what Saban has done in Alabama. 
and then they still have the number one recruiting class. That's unreal. Where do you yeah, put without, without the, coordinators? Uh, uh, He's uh, trying to number one yes. class without a coordinator. Without a coordinator. <laughs> hey, hey, so, Both yeah. of them. No, but what I'm asking you is that do you think Georgia has overtaken Alabama or not yet? Uh, so, so what's your take on that? Well, I would I would say they have overtaken them because you're right. because they've won it two back to back. Whereas Clemson, you know, they didn't win it back to back. But but Clemson was kind of where Georgia is now. But I think Georgia looks a little stronger than than, than Clemson did. So so yeah, I mean Nick is uh, Nick is behind, you know, and that and that's not a position he's he's used to, but he he's still recruiting really well. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because both Alabama and Georgia will be throwing new quarterbacks out there. And, uh, and Georgia might be throwing a new offensive coordinator out there, too, if Todd Munkin leaves, who really turned around Georgia. Cause I was, that was going to be my next yeah. question to you. Because, yeah, really, so, yeah. Kirby sort of handed the offense over to Munkin. And he's done a yeah. fabulous Fun, job, great with, job. It, with that. And, great man, job. he's getting a lot of – looks at the NFL, and that's going to be hard to turn down. I'd like to see him coaching the Saints. I'll tell you what, Todd Munkin, I'd like to see him as the Saints coordinator. But I don't, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. The Saints are just experience kind of playing play everything. Play. Jacksonville. The, the Jaguars, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and now, now, Glenn, what about you look at the SEC, and we always put a lot of emphasis on, on the quarterback who's coming back. Boy, I like where LSU's at with Jane Daniels. How can you not? In comparison oh, yeah. well, to what I mean, Alabama, yeah, Georgia and Alabama, got? And Georgia, right? Well, when you when you bring it back, uh, Jaden Daniels, and uh, you know the recruiting that that Brian Kelly's put together, you know LSU might be picked to win the West or or, or second in the West at at SEC Media Days this year. I mean, I, I think they're going to be a favorite, but hey, they got right now they're not the best team in the state, right? Tulane finished ranked higher than them and has a better win than any of LSU's wins that went over USC. So they got to be the best team in the state first, right? You got to win the state championship. Yeah, that, that's like uh, Texas Longhorns. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bobby's going to hit the, the Longhorns with that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, come on. You got to beat the likes of TCU and Texas Tech and all before you state champs. Glenn, thanks so much that's for right. joining us this afternoon, man. Really appreciate it, buddy. All right, Glenn. Okay. y'all take it easy. Thanks. All righty. Glenn Gilbo from Outkick.com talking about certainly the NFL, SEC. And there is no, say, off-off season anymore. Everything's happening. Coaching changes, player changes, recruiting, transfer portals, you name it. We'll be back here on Second Guest right after this break on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on our number one of the Second Guest Show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Bob will talk a lot more Pelicans in oh, the yeah. uh, 5 o'clock back hour, to back we'll wins. have Joe Myers back-to-back wins. But yesterday, man, the beatdown of Sacramento, 136-104. Man, Trey Murphy was awesome in that game uh, with the three-pointers. He six needs to of shoot eight. more. Man. I mean, I, I'm like he shot 9-11 from the field, 6 of 8 from three-point territory. I'm like, well, if you, if you can make 6 of 8 from three-point territory, you should always have double-digit shots. Right? Attempts? Because consider you're amongst the best if you're a three-point shooter and you can hit, let's say, 38%. You don't have to, nowhere near 50%. And you, let's say you shoot 38 42%. They're going to tell you keep shooting. Shoot, shoot, shoot. So if you're making four out of ten, shoot, keep shooting. No, he, uh, Trey Murphy, he should have double-digit 
attempts as far as shooting the ball. Man, I, I watch. I know Sacramento didn't have Fox, but okay, the Pelicans didn't have Ingram. Well, we, we didn't. But, but man, Bob, they, they didn't even look like they were even close in this game at any time, other than to start the game. Well, uh, we we didn't have three players, so you cannot say who's playing or who's not playing. Valanciunas didn't play. Zion didn't, didn't play. play. Ingram didn't play. Uh, Bi, I don't know. Now uh, I don't know. His lingering soreness in his left toe. I mean, that's something that's probably going to linger the whole season. So uh, I can understand that playing back-to-backs, but uh, you need him available. Friends, I'd be extremely disappointed if tomorrow night he does not play against the Hawks. B.I. got to play. Okay, we didn't play in a back-to-back game. You got to play against the Hawks. I mean, wouldn't you ex- expect that? I mean, uh, so I, I'm, look, uh, uh, the All-Star break, and that's going to come about. I'm just glad uh, we all have the schneid, so to speak, and, and, and then have uh, consecutive losses. Well, we had 10. Uh, so, so that ended. Uh, but, look, we won the consecutive games for the first time since late December. I mean, I was like, I wanted to be excited about the Pelicans. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, that's before New Year's. And we end the February. We, we need, <laughs> you can't keep losing. So to win back-to-back games, no, uh, I'm optimistic again about the Pels. Yeah, and, uh, again, who they beat yesterday. And it was a real bad beatdown uh, of the Kings. The one thing you watch the Lakers – Man, they, they re- the Lakers really wanted to win that game. They, oh, you, you could tell. Anthony Davis, LeBron, they were into it. They wanted to win that game. And certainly that, that would started, at least start the two-game winning streak. We'll be back with more second guests right after this news break here on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 